All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Laura Canfield Show, the Awakened Happiness Now Global Series, Season 31. <laughs> this is 2023. So thank you so much for being here. And um, for those of you who are new, thank you for subscribing. Thank you for following, et cetera. Thank you for being here, watching on the replay. Um, and if you are new here and you haven't yet uh, subscribed to my YouTube channel, please do so. Hit like make a comment what do you like especially about the show today so today i'm so excited that we're going to be talking to my dear friend denise mange and we're going to be talking about how about portals as pets now i know we had uh, a conversation around this last time last year i think it was in november but you know what i find it's really interesting to um to discuss pets in a different way and this is what we are going to do with denise we're going to talk about how our pet's behavior in this 3D reality is helping to lighten your vibration so that you can travel deeper into each realm. The valuable role that your physical body plays to anchor in the wisdom and frequency of higher realms at even the cellular level. We want to talk about and give examples of high vibrational and in-between in realms. And we're going to talk about how portal codes can help us to tap into a specific vibration of a realm, retrieve multidimensional aspects of ourselves, and even help us get reacquainted with our star families. And our pets help us do all of this, like with us, right? So um, I just want to, for those of you who may not know Denise, like I said, she was on our show last season back in November. We had a wonderful show. And so today she's back with us and um, she is a certified dog trainer and pet intuitive. And after a decade of working at some of the most prestigious advertising agencies in New York City, Denise left Madison Avenue to work with pets and their humans, eventually creating her own mindful pet lifestyle brand, Pet Prana. Combining traditional training techniques with energetic considerations of pet guardianship, Denise highlights how everyday interactions with our pets have the power to transform us. I totally agree. Her work provides a roadmap to how your pet's behaviors give you specific insight into the transformation that is that is ready to take place, including which habits, beliefs, and patterns to release so that you and your pet can vibe even higher. So, you know, I love that because it's, it's so true. Sometimes we don't even realize the value of our pets other than, you know, their companions or friends. We love them. They're our babies, but they do much more than that. And so, um, pet, um, <laughs> so uh denise i'm so glad you're here to talk to us all about our pets about how they help us to raise our vibrations how we can access different realms and release and clear some of the lower vibrations that we've been dealing with for a long time but also again it's for me it's always about you know pets are an integral part of our life Right. And for me, my pets, you know, you all know Timmy and Neil, they're my babies. They're literally my babies. And I love them, even though they drive me crazy and there's dog here all over the place. But it's so, you know, uh, next week, it'll be a year that we've had Timmy. And trust me, the first six months were tough, 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 tough. But now he's such a sweetheart. And all he wants to do is be loved. I mean, like, that's all he wants. He just wants to be loved. He just wants to play. I mean, he is just so sweet now. So thank God. Um, I was a bit worried at the beginning. I was like, oh my God, what have we gotten into? And, you know, got ourselves into And of course, Neo, everybody knows Neo. We love him. He's so good. When he's bad, he's still so cute. <laughs> I love him. So Denise, welcome back to the show. I'm so glad you're here. And for those of you who are here with us live, 
if you have a question for Denise about your pets, about different realms, about you know any of the anything between that, <laughs> you can raise your hand or you can type your question in the chat. So um, Denise, let's just start off by quickly just getting into talking about pets as portals. People don't think of that very often, right? That's not, not a topic that, I mean, I've never thought of that. I think of them as my friends, my family, my babies, but I never thought of them as portals. So let's, let's start off our conversation with there and then we will take some live color questions. I love that. Well, thank you for the introduction and thank you for holding space for us to talk about our pets in a new light. You know, just as you mentioned, a lot of us, whether we're pet guardians and pet parents here on this call, or we just love animals in the wild, I think all of us can attest to the fact mm -hmm. that our pets or animals in the wild, just our animal companions more generally act as guides for us. They're our teachers, our companions, our, um, they hold higher vibrations, they amplify energy for us, they help clear our clutter. And, you know, I always like to start off the conversation with a quick story about how our animal companions do help clear our clutter. Because as we talk about journeying to different realms, it's important that we travel light, right? We don't want to carry all this baggage because it weighs us down. So, you know, as most of us in the January, February timeframe, this is the time of year we want a fresh start, right? We want to go through our house. We want to sort through clutter, get rid of stuff. And so I'm no different. And a couple of years ago, I remember very clearly binge watching that Marie Kondo show about sparking joy and basically any organizational show I can get my hands on, I love, I'm addicted to them. I feel so fulfilled afterwards. I love, you know, thinking of new ways to organize. And so I walk into my room a couple of times and I see a group of, you know, animals in the energy, my little animal guides, and they're sitting right by my bookshelf. And I kind of walk by them a few times. They're not moving. So I stop there. I'm like, what? And they look at the bookshelf and on there, I realized the lower shelf was full of books. And these are books that I've carried along with me since high school. So through college, through moving from New York to LA to all different stages in my life. And I look at the titles and I see, okay, Hemingway, the sun also rises. Look at that book, pick it up. I'm like, okay, I see how this might be a little heavy. Maybe this isn't a vibration I want to keep in my life. I mean, you know, for anyone who doesn't know Hemingway Sun Also Rises, it's all about unrequited and un unattainable love, um, you know, kind of miscommunication, never being able to fully achieve happiness. So I'm like, you know what? I'm evolved, spiritual guides. I gotcha. I'm going to get rid of this book. And I felt really good about it because I love Hemingway's writing. And I was like, this is something that I wouldn't ordinarily do, but I'm trusting you. I walk on by, walk back by the bookshelf. They're still sitting there looking at the bookshelf. And I'm like, what now? Good Lord. I mean, I got rid of Hemingway. What else do you want from me? And they have me read the titles, right? And so, of course, it's, you know, um, Tim O'Brien's The Things They Carried, which is a book about Vietnam vets coming back home and all the PTSD that they went through. It's followed by Heavier Than Heaven, a, a biography on Kurt Cobain and, you know, the troubles and tribulations that he went through. Next is Five Against One, which is the biography of Pearl Jam and the band and the battles that they went through. And then it's bookended by and the earth shall weep, which is a book about the trail of tears. And I look at that and I go, oh, got it. All right, fine. I'll get rid of the things they carried and the earth shall weep. I'll get rid of those, but I want to keep the books about the bands because those are some of my favorite bands. And I really want to keep those books just to have. And they look at me and they're like, have you read them? I said, yes. 
they go, do you, did you learn what you needed to learn? Did you pick up what you needed to know? I said, yeah. They're like, then let it go. And I was like, okay, you know what? They have a point carrying these things around. Not only is it physically heavy, it brings an emotional, you know, a heavier vibration. I gotcha. So I cleared it out. And in that moment, it was a really valuable lesson for my animal companions reminding me that we need to clear out that clutter physically, emotionally, energetically, because until we clear out that clutter, we can't make space for the new. And shortly thereafter, I went on a life-changing trip um, to Arizona and Utah to check out, you know, Bryce Canyon and uh, Horseshoe Bend and a few other, you know, stops along the way. And oh my gosh, the insights that poured in were tremendous. And one of the insights that came through was a download of this course, Pets as Portals, which we'll be going into. So it was a really beautiful way for our animal companions to serve as guides and teach us to clear out that energetic clutter so that we can journey lighter and vibe higher and reach those higher realms. Wow, that is so powerful, you know, because as as you're talking about, you know, clearing out clutter, clearing out books, it's like I'm thinking about all my books and it's like, do I really need all of them? You know, because my first instinct is, yes, I can't let go of my books. I love my books. I have to take them back with me to Canada. Now it's like, oh, maybe I don't need to take all of them. Maybe there's some I can get rid of because I've learned everything I need to learn from it. It's like, oh, maybe. And, you know, yeah, absolutely. And so our pets can be teachers, right? And so mine, they specifically, from time to time during the day, they teach me, mommy, you need to take a break and play with us. <laughs> right? And, and so because, you know, I can get caught up in working right? And they're like, mommy, you have to stop for two minutes and play with us, you know? So then I stop, I play with them for two minutes. I Sometimes I want to play longer and they're done. Like, yeah, we're, 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 you know, we're good now. I'm going to play by ourselves. It's like, okay, well, you know, like, don't you want to play with me? You know, anyway, so it's like, they teach us, like, they know, they can feel or sense what we're going through energetically or if our mind is being cluttered with a lot of work, right? And they need, and they know that, you know, it's time to release some of that, right? That's absolutely right. So not only through their traditional, you know, 3D behavior, you know, by barking at us, getting us to play with them, they're getting us to move around our energy. Also, you know, dogs, a lot of times when they get those famous puppy zoomies, they're actually clearing out the energy of our space. Mm -hmm. When cats purr around us, that's sound therapy, that's vibrational therapy. They're clearing out some of our energetic clutter, especially a lot of times they'll come to your heart or your head and they help just break up any stuck energy through that vibration. So our animal companions help us lighten our load and our, our yeah. emotional, energetic and spiritual baggage through their physical experience, but also they serve as access points. And this is what's the really exciting part where they wanna take us on the next step of the journey, right? Because our pets can act, act as access portal, say that three times quickly, um, to help us go to different realms. And when we're able to journey to different realms, we're able to bring in new aspects of ourselves, new wisdom, new experiences, and bring in new vibrations. So this notion of pets as portals is really um, a fun one. It's an invitation to go on an energetic road trip with your animal companions. And our animal companions serve as those access points to open our hearts so that we can go so much more quickly into those realms, into those portals. Mm. Um, and we've, they even help us access portal codes to do that as well. So what's the difference between like, you're talking about journeying and of course, you know, 
I do shamanic journeying, but I also do meditation. So what's when you're talking about journeying with your pets, what's the difference between that and meditations with your pet? So that's a great question. And I love to set the conversation up with that, right? So journeying versus meditation, they're both amazing practices. But with journeying, what we're going to be doing is going into our body. Because, you know, with all this language of ascension and, you know, up leveling, we keep getting the impression that we have to go up and out. But the truth is all of our wisdom, all of the realms, all of the realities are located within our sacred container, within our bodies. So with journey, we're going into the body, whereas with meditations, we tend to kind of go up and out and wander, kind of our energy scatters a bit. Um, with journeying, we tend to have a destination in mind, right? Whether it's, you know, with the course, we'd go to the earth realm, the water realm, the Akashic realm, even possibly, or the fairy realm. All these are places that we want to have in mind when we're journeying. We know where we want to end up. Whereas with meditations, it tends to be more open-ended. It's, I'm just going to sit down and see what wants to come through, where I want to go and see what happens. With journeying, because we have a destination in mind, because we're going within and we have an intention, the insights that we gather tend to be more actionable. Whereas with meditations, oftentimes it's more either contemplative or just kind of um, experiential. It was just meant to kind of explore that little aspect of it. So that's why with the journey, it's more about we end up with a result of retrieval. We end up learning something, bringing it back and anchoring it back in. Whereas with meditation, the, the, um, what's the, the expression from Aerosmith? It's the journey, not the destination. It's about the exploration. It's about mm-hmm. going out and having fun. So journey might be more pointed, more intentional, more productive, quote unquote, whereas meditation tends to be more experiential and playful. Yes, definitely. <laughs> I'm more of a meditation person for sure. Um, so when with the journeys that we're doing, what role do the pets play in that? So this is fantastic, right? So I like to think of a journey as a road trip. That's the simple way that they kind of drop this into us. And so the path of the journey starts with packing, right? Just like a road trip, you have to, you know, pack your bags and take into consideration where you're going. If you're going to a colder climate, you need warmer clothes. If you're going to warmer, you might need a bikini. The same way that we pack on a road trip, um, you know, we want to pack for the journey. But for us, it's kind of the opposite. We want to unpack aspects of ourselves. So just as the, our animals companions, our animal companions help us clear out that energetic clutter, we're letting that go. We're lightening the load. We're packing light. The second aspect of a journey um, is going to be to board something, right? If we're going on a road trip, we board a vehicle. We board mm-hmm. a car, we board a train. We also need a vehicle when we're journeying and the energy, and that's going to be our physical bodies, right? We need our physical containers to contain our energy, to take us places, um, to make sure that it's holding in our own energy, our vibration, so that we can enjoy the space we're in. The third step in a road trip, of course, is fueling up right? Once you've packed, once you're in your car, you got to fuel up. You need that gasoline. For us, that's where the pets come in. Our pets become our access points that fuel us to get to where we want to go because they open our hearts in such major ways, which we'll go into a little bit more later in the conversation about different ways that they serve as access points. But it's Mm -hmm. all about kind of tapping into them. So energetically on a journey, we've let go of clutter. We're in our bodies. We know we're going within. We fuel up. The third thing is we need directions, right? Just like on a road trip to a new place, we need directions. We've never been there before. We need to know when to turn left, when to turn right, how far it is. 
we also need directions when we're going on these journeys with our pets. And that's going to be portal codes. Portal codes are very quick, almost like energetic spiritual GPS aspect of the journey, which is going to help us just kind of tap in and zone in on where it is we're going. And then the final step, whether for a road trip or journey, you finally arrive at your destination. And that's where you get to explore, check things out. And it's really interesting because just like, you know, when we, we go to a new location, odds are the first time we go there, we're going to hit the major tourist sites, right? Where if we go to Paris, we're going to hit the Eiffel Tower, the Louvre, uh, Montmartre, and then Next time we go, we might find more of the hidden jewels, right? The, the things that only the locals know, but we can't do that until we've hit the big sites and scenes. Same thing when we visit a realm. We're gonna kind of go there and, and interact with like the big themes, the big insights, the big wisdom, the big gifts. And then the next time we go, we get to get more nuanced. We get to connect with deeper understanding, deeper wisdom. Um, and just as if we're traveling on a road trip, our trip is kind of dictated by the companion who comes with us, right? I might have a very different experience if I go my, with my boyfriend versus with my best friend. And so same thing on these journeys. If we go with our dog, we might have one experience. If we go with our cat, we might have a completely different experience. And if we choose to go on a journey with an animal in the wild, that might be completely different. So when we journey with our pets and we use our pets as the access point to open our hearts and we use these portal codes to get us in deeper into these realms and quite quickly and pointedly, we get to experience it time and time again and keep learning um, and bringing that within ourselves. And that's how we vibe higher and we can hold higher vibes for ourselves, for our pets, for our community. And we raise the vibe more generally of the collective. Absolutely. Wow. Thank you so much. That was uh, so much information there that you shared with us. And I just wanted to touch in really quickly again with, um, so like we can journey to different realms with our pets. They, they, they come with us, you know, and the body is the, the vehicle that we're, that we are traveling in. Absolutely. And when we're journeying to these different realms with our pets, what are the pets actually doing? So here's the beauty of it, right? We think we're bringing our pets with us. <laughs> They've been there, they know it, they're locals there. So our pets are actually acting as the guides for us in this new location, right? Because whereas, you know, as humans, we need the directions, we need the portal code, we need to understand the destination we're going to, our animal companions can just go from realm to realm like that. We have to go through that driving process, they just go. So they're basically holding the energy and leading the way into these realms so that when we join them there, they know where to guide us. They know where we need to go. It's very much Alice in Wonderland with the rabbit, the Cheshire cat. They're guiding along the experience, making sure everything that needs to be, uh, everyone who needs to be met or experienced or picked up or eaten or digested is there. Wow. Okay. Thank you. Because I mean, like when I think of my pets, Neo and Timmy, I honestly don't think that they're capable of doing anything other than playing. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, that's it. It's like they, they don't do anything. They just play, right? Yeah. Um, so it's hard for me to see them as being my guides that are taking me on a journey. Does that make sense? And so here's the beauty of pets. And that's absolutely true. As pet parents, a lot of times we're like, but they're my baby. You know, mm -hmm. they're my they're yeah. my little clown. They're hilarious. And then they hop on and they do a reading with me. And the animal companion brings through this insightful information. They're like, 
but Timmy eats his poop. How's he bringing this through, right? It's the by <laughs> yourself aspect. And the beauty of it is nobody knows your pets better mm-hmm. or nobody knows you better than your pets. So they're able to embody and show up mm-hmm. in different ways and even shape shift into different animals or characters or bring in what you need to experience either the gravitas or sometimes the case is the levity the joyfulness, the playfulness. Um, So they know exactly what you need. And to that point, one of the things that the Animal Companions brought through with this course is we're taking ourselves way too seriously. We're taking spiritual exploration way too seriously. So that playfulness, that silliness might actually bring us to higher vibration than if we kind of held on so tightly to the intention and the gravitas of it all. Um, So every time you journey with them, it's going to be a new experience and it's going to be exactly what the doctor ordered because they know you, they know your energy and they're working with it. Yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah, they. I, I do feel like, uh, especially Neo knows me very, very well. And, you know, we can communicate without words. I can just look at him. I know exactly what he's thinking. <laughs> and and the same, and vice versa. When he, when he looks at me, he knows exactly what I'm thinking. You know, when, when I'm saying enough, he knows. The, he knows the look. He's. I have the look down. Um, and I think it's really important to kind of add to the conversation at this point that Yes, our pets know us tremendously well, but the animals in the wild have Mm -hmm. such a pure insight into who we are, what we need in the moment. So even if you're listening to this conversation, you don't have a pet, um, you know, or maybe your pet has transitioned. If your pet has transitioned, you're still able to connect with them in these journeys, but maybe you've never had a pet in your life of your own, but you really feel connected to the birds that are, you know, starting to chirp again as the spring comes through, or maybe throughout your day, you ran into this beautiful portrait or photograph of a horse Mm -hmm. and those eyes just kind of stuck with you all of those are amazing guides to lead you on these journeys. You don't have to have an animal companion of your own in order to benefit from the companionship, the insight and the wisdom and guide of the animals. Yes, absolutely. That's powerful. Thank you. Um, And what are the benefits of journeying as a group? Because I know like, you know, in the, in the program, for example, you know, there are journeys, live journeys as a group. So what are the benefits of that? So Um, one of the things that I I love about journeying in a group setting is we're amplifying intentions and experiences, right? So, you know, as we all know, whenever we sit down and we're all kind of focusing on the same experience or the same energy or the same place um, at the same time, we amplify that energy and experience for all of us. It makes it easier for us to kind of, um, you know, go where we need to go within with the journey. The other thing that's amazing is because this program has um, live share, you know, so we go through the journey and then we talk about it and get insight and readings about what you just experienced. You know, we have people who are going into this journey with all sorts of connections. It might be their dog. It might be their cat. It might be their hedgehog. It might be someone who said, I wanted to connect with, you know, dragon energy. Even if we don't have those animal companions in our own household or in our own experience, we get to learn from those animals. We get to get messages from the hedgehog. We get messages from the dragon. And whenever we're in these group settings, all the messages always have a energy, a vibration, a little bit of insight for each of us. So it's a really generous, amplified energy where we all benefit from each other's experiences. And that is so true. We, you know, like even this is a group and I always do live group 
calls and programs. And, you know, like if you're willing to receive from anything and everything, you will receive from everybody in the group, from all the messages, right? So um, absolutely, I totally believe in group work for sure. Um, so I know that we have some people with their hand raised and I know we have some questions in the chat. Mm -hmm. So um, do you want to take some questions? Because I'm curious to see what uh, what people are wanting to know today with regards to their pets. <laughs> now, I know Linda wrote in the chat, but she has her hand raised. She has an issue with her daughter's dog. Mm -hmm. Linda, you want to unmute yourself? Yes. Thank you so much, Denise. As always, Alara, thank you. I'm always honored. Um, okay, so my daughter has two dogs. She has two um, blue healers. Um, one's chief and one's lady. Um, but lady has a bite, 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 bite. You know, I mean, she's just really like super, super hyper. And right now she's pregnant too. But this was before she was pregnant and she's always bite, bite, biting. And she's only, I think she's just a year. Mm -hmm. Okay, got it. Okay, so tapping into ladies energy, there's a few things coming through. Um, one, her name vibrates at a 15 over six, which is very much a sensitive number. It's very uh, empathic. And okay. six is all about the home and caring for yourself, your family, your pack, and your role in the pack. Um, within her name, there's the four plus seven side by side, which always is that 11 energy. So she's very connected in energetically, very intuitive. But what comes through most strongly for lady in this moment is because she has so much of that energy in the sixth chakra connected to the outside, the grounding. She needs help grounding. Um, because when she's going with the nipping, it's because offense is the best defense for her. Um, she doesn't feel safe in her first chakra, um, in her grounding chakra, in her connection to the earth, in her, her sense of her body and her safety. So that's a little bit of the way that she creates this, uh, this defense mechanism. So things we want to do with her is help her keep the energy clear around her, keep it very stable around her. Anytime there's a disturbance in the energy, she reacts and she feels unsafe. So it's about keeping things mellow. So when we speak to lady, lady, all is well, little one, things are fantastic here. You are grounded. You are safe. You are secure. I'm moving my hand into your space. Is that okay? Great. Here we go. So we want to desensitize her little by little, calm voice, low tones to help her feel safe, grounded, calm, and let her know what is happening. Let her know that we're practicing putting our hand in her space, that we're practicing putting on her, um, her collar from underneath, taking it off from underneath, clipping on the leash to the collar underneath, taking it off underneath. She just needs, she needs the predictability and that safety um, to feel safe and move through this. And part of that's gonna be in our voice, keeping it calm, cool, collected, and monotone. Is it the same with Chief too then? That's so, her main. Yeah, so Chief is a little different in the energy, which is so interesting. Um, couple things. Chief also has that 11 energy, but his comes in the form of 38. And he also has that 56 energy. So Chief also is very connected to, you know, the energy, the other realms, the other sides, what's going on in the room. For him, it's more of a warning. For him, it's more of a drop that thought. What are you, you know, you're, you're spiraling, drop that thought. Um, 
he yeah. picks up on the mind stories, the stories we tell ourselves, like if we're about to go out or put on a leash, it's the like, oh gosh, I wonder what's going to happen here. Or if we're mindlessly interacting with him and our minds thinking about, gosh, what's my boss going to, you know, gosh, he's so annoying, like whatever he, he kind of brings you, he bites to bring back or kind of like, uh, nips to bring you back into the moment, back into the present, be mindful of your thoughts. That's his role. Okay. And okay, so so since I don't have any of my own dogs anymore, and these dogs are three hours away, so mm -hmm. I don't get to interact with them. But I've noticed that when I'm present with other dogs, all of a sudden they calm down, they settle down, they just love, you know, they they just love me. <laughs> yeah. um, um, but I have three dogs in the other side, mm -hmm. and I miss them so much. Well, this is such a beautiful invitation because those three dogs on the other side want to work with you to help Chief and Lady. Um, so part of what they're inviting you to do is go on journeys, bring Chief and Lady mm -hmm. along, and your dogs on the other side are going to meet you, and you guys are all going to walk together and go through these journeys. And for um, Chief, uh, the earth realm and the red rocks are going to be really, really, really powerful for him. Um, he's got a lot of red rock energy about him. And then okay. for lady, the water realm, the water realm comes through as being able to flow with emotions, go with the flow, go with the current of things without feeling like you need to always be on high alert when things flow and change and are unexpected. Um, so those are the two realms that would be most beneficial for you to journey alongside with chief lady and your your dogs as well and you might find that other animals kind of come in and join you and you might find that if you're just walking and you're walking on the street and you're drawn to a dog invite them to come in as well this is more it's interesting because it's less for you and more your service to the animals to help them kind of manage their emotions which is interesting I have such a connection with animals. It's amazing. I mean, my horses and everything else that I've had all my life, and especially a cat, a Fritz. Oh my God. He was amazing. Yeah. yeah. So thank you so much, Denise. I don't want to take anybody sure. else's time up. You you are wonderful. Thank you so wow. much. Alara, I love you as always. <laughs> thank you, Linda. Love you too. Thank you. Um, and so I uh, just Go quickly ahead. touch on the realms a little bit because you know we talk about pets and portals we talk about journey we haven't really talked about the realms very much um and so i want to go a little deeper into some of the the realms that you might be familiar with that each of us might have explored on our own and you know this notion of realms it's really just energy and vibrations right it's us accessing um different higher vibrational frequencies, vibrations, and there's just, you know, just like if anybody's been to Brazil or heard about the two waters, the Black River and the Brown River, that, you know, it's freestanding, they flow together, but they never mix. That's a little bit of the energy of realms. They're just different vibrations made up of different energies, so they flow together, but they never mix. And depending on our vibration, you know, what we're putting out, what we're surrounded by, we vibrate in one of the different colored waters um, or one of the different energetic realms. Right now we're in the 3D realm. We're all very familiar with it. Some of us kind of flow in and out of the 4D and the 5D realm. You know, we, we, um, you know, we have that fluidity. And that's an important thing to know that our realms are fluid. We can go in and out of them. 
So some of the realms that are the most uh, standard realms that are the most familiar to us are going to be things like the earth realm, right? That's going to be a very grounded, practical realm. And that realm is very tied to our first and second chakras. Then there's the fire realm. The fire realm's tied to our third chakra. It's about passion, joy, igniting. Um, the next realm is the water realm. And the water realm is interesting because it includes both the waters and the stars um, because they're a reflection of one and the other. So it's a lot of as above, so below and has to do with a lot of our fourth and fifth chakra energy and themes. And then the, the, the uh, fourth realm, which is incredibly familiar to us, which we experience is the sky realm. And that's going to be about with our uh, tied to our sixth and seventh chakras It's going to be about perception, insight, intuition, and seeing the bigger picture. So these four realms are realms that we engage in. We are constantly, you know, we're familiar with, we see them, but then there's a lot of different realms. There's the in-between realms. There's Avalon is an in-between realm, right? That Avalon is something that feels so palpable to so many of us. Um, it's like, it, it's right in that 4D area, right in between the fourth and the fifth uh, dimension. And so we're able to access those. They feel familiar. They feel palpable. We have stories about them. There's the Akashic realm, right? The realm where the Akash is held. A lot of us think of it as this big, beautiful spiritual library with leather bound books. This is one that a lot of us have flowed in and out of. We're really familiar with. It also is an in-between realm. We have the fairy realm that is kind of coincides with our 3D existence. It's just an overlay right on top. So when we talk about journeying and going to realms, we can pick any of these locations, um, you know, not to mention fairy tales, you know, these realms where maidens speak to animals, these realms where, you know, dragons exist, like all these stories, you know, quote unquote, have so much truth to them. They're all these palpable in-between realms. So when we talk about journeying and using portal codes to go to these, it's all about just tapping into the realms that we know. Because if we're familiar with them and they're in our awareness, we're able to then bring in the wisdom, the energy, the vibrations that we need in our day-to-day. -day. Beautiful. I love that. And of course, you know, those are just some of the realms. There's others. And I guess when we are journeying with our pets, we might even discover other realms, you know, that we haven't talked about today. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Right. That's, yeah. that's exactly it. And everything becomes more personalized. Your portal codes become more personalized. And portal codes are something that I'm really um, excited by um, that the pets kind of shared with us to get us to these realms quickly. And so portal codes are going to be, you know, it, it's akin to if you travel somewhere like Paris and you get a postcard or a souvenir from that place. Mm -hmm. Every time once you're home, every time you look at that postcard or you look at that picture or that souvenir, it transports you back there. You remember the sights, the smells, the experience, what you were feeling. So that's exactly what portal codes are. And through this program, the, the, our animal companions have given us different portal codes for each of the realms, the earth, the fire, the water, the sky. Um, and they happen to be very simple, but powerful geometric shapes and colors. And the thing about that, which is so fascinating to me, I was like, really, guys, these are the portal codes. These are the almighty portal codes. They're like, absolutely. Think back to when you were children. What's the first thing we learn to verbalize, identify, and touch and interact with? 
It's shapes, colors, and basic numbers. And those are our portal codes. Those are the starting of our portal codes. A lot of us forget the power of it. And then we come back to it as adults in forms of sacred geometry and chakras and numerology. But there's so much power to those geometric shapes, which are the building blocks of all of nature. Mm -hmm. So we get to tap back into that power as we do these journeys and use those as the portal codes to get us right back into those realms without having to go through the whole process of preparation and finding the directions. It's a very instantaneously, I'm there. Gotcha. Wow. I love that. Mm -hmm. um, Barb, you had your hand up for a while. You want to unmute yourself? Hi, thank you very much, uh, mm -hmm. Lisa and Alara. Um, my question has to do with a cat named uh, Kichush. And uh, yes, it's K-I-T-C-H-O-O-S-H. And I have permission, it's a friend of mine uh, who is in Poland right now. Renata is her name. Now the cat, she's been in, Renata's been in Poland for two years, having to look after her elderly mother is 94 with dementia and lives alone and there's no other support. Mm -hmm. So she has to stay there and feels very obligated. Mm -hmm. She misses her cat. Her cat has been here mm -hmm. and was being looked after by someone she had shared an apartment with, but circumstances changed drastically and very suddenly for this person. Mm -hmm. And had no place to permit place to live, cannot look after the cat, finances are a problem. Mm -hmm. And so we temporarily just suddenly the cat, we uh, housed the cat with mutual friends in Stratford. And they, they have to keep the cat in the basement. It's a large basement with windows because they have a dog Frosty, a big dog, and the cat and the dog do not get along. The cat has gotten out and they got into a fight a mm -hmm. couple of times. Mm -hmm. So the, the the friends that are looking after the cat are getting a little frustrated, feel the cat's not happy, and no one seems to be happy. Yeah. The the original owner, the, the person, the guardian in Poland, um, she really misses and feels her cat and wish she wish she could have her with her there yeah. and I don't know what the solution is if the cat understands what has happened mm -hmm. why it was so sudden um you know that uh yeah you know what, what needs to go on there yeah. what's the role of the cat I don't know <laughs> so lovely Barb thank you for bringing this up and there's a few things that come up with uh Kichush and and Renata um, first of all, the, the really interesting thing about Kitush, Kitush, sorry, the yes. pronunciation, um, so much 11 energy in the K, yes. in the 92 and the 38, and then 66 is all about kind of the, the third eye, the scene. So Kitush yes. is incredibly um, intuitive, psychic, and connected with yes. Renato. A couple yes. things coming up here. Because okay. of that big energy, Kichush is not able to spend a lot of time in one place because it's really big energy. The same way that our animal companions hold energy for us, for us to kind of acclimate to and tune up to, they're always a little bit of a step ahead so we can kind of yes. go with them. Kichush holds big energy because Renata has yes. big energy. Yes. And so that's, that's why Kichush is going home to home to home to home because it's too much for that pack, you know, at the moment. Yes. Okay. Um, so it feels like there is going to be a lot of like home to home to home. It's going to be hard to find a, a 
energy that matches Renata's that can hold that okay. piece. But part of the reason why they're separated and part of the reason why they Renata is in this situation with her mom and caring for her mom is yes. that they need that distance right now. This okay. is Renata to tune in and attune to Kichush, to go on these oh, okay. Kichush, yes. to have those okay. conversations with Kichush. Because Kichush yes. can very easily step into a portal, be by Renata, be back. Like Kichush really knows how to navigate mm -hmm. the energy. Renata's yes. learning. Also, yes. part of what's coming through for Renata is learning astral projection. Okay. So have her beyond just going on energetic journeys, have her work on that astral projection where her body is physically, she can remote view. She can go to a place, her energy's there. She can see what's going on. So this is yes. almost more of a training ground for Renata than anything else. Okay. In the case, Katush totally knows what's going on. This is part of yes. the track. She understands what she's doing. She's teaching yes. this situation. So it's for Renata to tune in and start doing these activities and being with her mom in this place that, you know, is, mm -hmm. is remote. It's different. She has, she can't go off and, you know, go on road trips for five days. No. Yes. Grounded and focused. It's like being in boarding school. Okay. Um, so that's, that's what she wants to share. Okay. Wow, that's powerful. That's a lot. Yes, I, I was. I was worried. I kept telling Renata, I said, try to connect with, yeah, with, uh, with her. I, you know, uh, but it's just that the situation, you know, where she is, the people. I think they're getting frustrated, and uh, you know, I don't know if they just want to give her away, but they can't because they have to have Renata's permission. Yeah, and, you know, it's just sort of, you know. Yeah, I don't know. So Barb, make sure you listen to this again, right? Watch this again and listen yeah. to this again and have Renata also listen to it so that she can get, you know, all this information that Denise shared. Yes. Right? Okay. Yeah, that, that was really powerful. Yeah, yes. and I think this is a really good time to also tap into how we access our pets, you know, how we use them as access points. For Renata, yes. what's coming through very powerfully is a picture looking into uh, Kichusho's eyes. Okay. Um, so as we tap into moments of using our pets as access points, we need to mm -hmm. find and tap into those heart opening experiences. For some of us, especially if we have, you know, pets that are still with us, it might be looking into the eyes. It might be remembering that intimate moment of like, you know, when we first wake up and we have our dog space right here and then they see that we woke up too and they get excited. They're mm -hmm. like, it's this time or it's those yes. petals. Yeah. Um, for some of us, it might be more from the clear audience. It might be hearing their name, you know, because names mm -hmm. carry vibrations. It might be hearing the jingle and jangle of the collar in our mind's eye to kind of get us back into that heart space and open hearted. Mm -hmm. For those of us who maybe our pets have transitioned, it might be more about the cuddles or holding on to one of the, you know, holding on to their collar or anything you kept of theirs or holding a picture to their heart. For some of us, it might be connecting through our animals, through colors and crystals. You know, for someone whose pet has transitioned, perhaps they always think of them as pink rose quartz, right? So holding on one of those pink rose quartz quartz crystals and thinking of our animal companion kind of gets us into our hearts. So whether it's through physical touch, through looking at a picture, through clear audience, you know, or even experiential, right? If I have, for me, the, the way that I opened up to animal communication and opened my heart up to it, was always picturing that moment where I was riding horses and we just start galloping. And it's just that excitement and we're in sync. And it was just that moment of, 
whoa, here we go. Um, so all of these are ways that we can use our animal companions to open our heart and then we access the portal. That's how we access those higher realms. So with Renata, again, visuals of the eyes, that seems to be the strongest coming through for her. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you, Barb. We learned so much. Thank you. Um, I know Seema is in India and has to go because it's really late already there. So um, she wanted me to ask you, she randomly rescued a cat years ago from the railway tracks and they fed her for two hours. But then after that, she was taken away and killed by another mother. Any input on that? Uh, they actually buried her, but it was, you know, extremely painful for them. I'm so sorry you had to go through that. And, you know, with our animal companions, we do have sacred contracts, you know, just as we do with other humans. Um, you know, some humans come into our lives for the entirety of it. Some come in for a short chapter and it's always to learn and connect. And so for that cat your connection was with her was it's so interesting there's two kind of things they want to talk about with that one is um this cat learning of the kindness of strangers that unconditional love and knowing that you are cared for um even if briefly and even if um the end doesn't result as we might have hoped that moment of kindness is what that pet what that cat remembers about this lifetime and there's a really beautiful um tie-in and going back to books something that i remember reading about in like siddhartha um which is that that notion of being kind to someone being kind to travelers because we never know who they are and for you guys this cat was a reincarnation of one of your past pets so they came back for a short time to kind of visit have that moment have that reconnection um, and experience that kindness before before it departed. Um, and it's, it's interesting because our animal companions sometimes choose really for us, they feel violent, um, you know, their exit strategies. It feels like, oh my gosh, but why, if I were to choose to leave, why would it be that way? And for them, they're not very attached to their bodies. And odds are um, that cat probably stepped out of it before, you know, the end came anyway. It was just an end to a means. Um, so don't feel guilty about it. There's nothing you could have done differently. There's no shielding or protecting the cat. It was meant to be a very brief exchange and a brief reconnection um, and a really beautiful testament to you guys as taking care, showing that kindness to even an animal companion you didn't know. That animal companion felt loved. Wow, thank you. Oh, that, that is powerful. Everyone's saying that how beautiful that is, how touching that is. Yeah, and Seema saying so well put, Denise, got me teary-eyed. Yeah, good, good job, Seema, for... I, you know, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, sometimes people don't realize, again, like I said, the value of pets or even of, of taking care of pets. Like we took on uh, Timmy, you know, like they're both rescues, but we took Timmy when he was like 10 years old, right? And, you know, people are like, why? Why would you take a 10-year-old dog? And I'm like, oh my God, did you just look at his face? <laughs> you know, and it's like, oh my God. And then he uh, came home and like I said, it was difficult, but he's like, so sweet all he he just wants love and he wasn't getting fed enough at the shelter you know so um obviously and obviously it looks like he was mistreated by his previous owners and stuff like that you know so but he's just such a he's so sweet I mean like mm -hmm. you know so we we're we're grateful that we have this opportunity to show him love show him kindness show him 
you know, play, you know, playing with him as much as we do, you know, and yeah, he's spoiled. <laughs> and it also shows an aspect of you. I bet if you looked at who you are and your habits, your patterns, your energy a year ago when he came into your life versus now, you'll also notice that change and yeah. how wonderful that we can not only acknowledge, but actually put into action the compassion we have in our hearts. You know, we are the kind of people in this community who will open our hearts to a 10 year old dog. Like that says something about us. It puts our money where our mouth is and um, he gives back in spades. Oh, so. yes. Yeah, he's so he's so sweet. Oh my God. Yeah, just, I just love him. Uh, anyways, um, okay. So I know Don has a question and I know, Nicole, you had posted a question a long time ago. I'm trying to see if I can find it. Uh, so Nicole says, uh, I'd love to ask about my baby girl who recently passed. My precious guardian pooch, Leia, just passed unexpectedly from an aggressive form of cancer. We chose to let her pass naturally here at home, and the end looked a little rough. I want to know, uh, did we choose right for her? And if that's her, and if that's her sending love messages through the wind chimes, Aww. she knew when I was journeying, does she journey with me still? And then there was a follow-up. <laughs> follow-up, Nicole, where is that follow-up? And is Leia helping to send another companion for our little guy she left behind? We're looking at rescues. He seems lonely. Oh. That's amazing. So Leia, first of all, I'm so, uh, Leia, Nicole, I'm so sorry that you had to say goodbye to, to Leia. I know that that's one of the hardest parts of, you know, having an animal companion is that final, you know, when they disembody, we know they're with us with the energy, but it's not the same for us humans. So we're all holding you in our hearts with a lot of love. Um, so with Leia, she says it all went according to plan. Um, some of our animal companions choose a quick exit, uh, like we were talking about with Sema, and then others have the long goodbye. And part of that long goodbye is so that we can attune to their energy before it's kind of transferred into a completely different version. So the, the clear audience is absolutely going to be Leia kind of, um, it, she's so cute. She's like, that's my version of kind of the, the scratch behind the ears, the doo -doo 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 on the wind chime. Um, so that's absolutely her. And the way that you're going to know which is the right animal companion to bring in is also going to be through clear audience. So it might be the jingle of the collar that gets your attention of that, of that new animal companion, or you might hear the wind chime kind of in your mind's ear. Um, so that clear audience is going to be the way that Leia communicates with you. You've attuned to it. That's why there was that long goodbye. So you guys could kind of just, your ear could get attuned to that sound. Oh, interesting. Um, all right. So um, Nicole, let us know how that resonates with you. And yeah, I, I can't imagine when uh, it's going to happen for me. I'm just going to die. When I, I found out about our dog, Jake. I found out like months later, my ex-husband didn't tell me. Nobody told me. And I found out months later that, you know, he had been sick and, you know, put down, et cetera. And I'm like, oh my God, why didn't anybody? I was devastated because I couldn't say goodbye. I could, you know, like I was devastated. I was like, yeah. oh, I that, you know, so yeah, sometimes I don't know. that happens and, and Jake in particular, it comes through that he wants you, he wanted you to remember him as he was versus in the end. So the goodbye mm -hmm. was unnecessary because he doesn't leave. And, you know, one of the realms we haven't talked about that all of you guys can visit with, you know, animal companions that have traveled is the heavenly realm, 
Where do animal companions go when they transition? Join them. It might be a field in the sky. Um, there's that beautiful movie, um, What Dreams May Come with Robin Williams, where they show the portrayal of what heaven looks like. Um, you know, that's where we go to visit them. That's where we can go commune with them if that's where we feel drawn to meet them. Uh, it might look like the favorite park that you guys went to. Mm -hmm. But all these places, our animal companions are inviting us to just journey, go, go with them and create a portal code in your mind of what that is. They might show it to you. You might just assign a symbol or a shape to it so that when you're feeling that, man, I miss Leia, man, I miss Jake, you quickly just think of that portal code and you're there with them or they're here with you. It's, it's creating that Rolodex of locations, connections through that symbol that just calls it in. Beautiful. I love that. Thank you. Yes. Uh, he was a good boy. Um, all right, Don. I know you've had your hand raised for a while. Do you want to unmute yourself? Yes. Hi. Um, I, first of all, thank you for all your information. I've seen you several times, Denise, and absolutely love you. In fact, at one point, I, um, um, I didn't schedule, but I paid for a session for you, and I still haven't scheduled it. So I would like to do that at some time. That would be great. Yeah. Um, my question is, well, another thing is I really want to learn animal communication. Um, so I'm trying to focus on that this year. Um, I have a dog that I got almost a year ago, and um, she's digging craters in my backyard, and I don't know what to do to stop her. She just smells the ground, and then all of a sudden, she just starts digging, and um, I've tried several things, and so far, I'm not successful. And I'm also wondering if you know, um, if you can see how her health is. Mm -hmm. She's not even two years old yet, so. And what's her name again? Can you remind me? Thea. Thea? T-H-E-A? Correct. Beautiful. Okay, so a couple things that um, come through with this. It, it's so, so beautiful. Um, she also has that 16 over seven energy in her name. So she is an explorer. She wants to go explore. She wants to explore the mysteries of the universe, what's underneath the layers. She literally is digging under the layers to go deeper. So part of what she's inviting you to do is go on these journeys with her, give her a healthier, better version of exploration through these energetic journeys to any realm that excites you that you're interested in. Because part of it is it, scratch the, it scratches the itch for her of going deeper into deeper layers and exploring and going under the surface. But for you, it helps open up different ways that you do animal communication. Because one thing that she's saying about you is, you expect animal communication to be the way that you've seen other people do it, but the way you experience it is very immersive. So when you do animal communication, when you're connected, you're in their world, you're in their experience. You're almost seeing the world through their eyes. You're almost shape-shifting into them. 
So this is part of going on that journey, experiencing these different realms to get yourself in that frame of mind of being in new surroundings. Rather than trying to bring the messages in, you're going to the messages that surround the animal and having the conversation on their turf. Okay. Um, and this is going to be part of also whenever, you know, part of my uh, pet prana philosophy is that all of our pets behaviors have an energetic connection and mirror to what's going on in us. And so whenever we see animal companions that are doing, you know, unwanted behaviors or nuisance behaviors of the nipping, digging, chewing, that digging, it ties to issues of the third chakra stepping into your power, stepping into your creative abilities of animal communication and being joyful about it. You know, doing it not so much with these expectations of, is it going to be this time? But, oh my gosh, who am I going to connect with next? Where are they going to take me? Where in the world and where in the universe are they going to take me? That's more of the um, energy that she wants to, you'd approach it with. Okay. That sounds good. Can you tell um, anything about her health? Uh, let's see. I'm not a medical intuitive, so I'll just tap in with her and see if there's anything she wants to share. And it's quite interesting because what she kind of shows is a little bit of like what in adults manifests as ADD. She's just very like, she's energetic. She does this, you know, she's very impulse driven in that way. So helping her focus, bringing in those yellow crystals, that's gonna help for you to bring kind of amplification of that third chakra. It's gonna help her kind of focus and transform a little bit and give her jobs to do. You know, as much as understanding the energetic cause, you know, is important to shift our pet's behavior, so is the traditional training. So we need to give this little one jobs to do. We need to teach her how to drop balls into a basket to clean up after herself. We need to teach her, you know, new games, new activities, you know, set up different pieces of furniture around the house or boxes and have her run around it in different ways as you guide her. All that's going to be really important to get that energy out um, mm -hmm. because in the 3D, that's important too, making sure that they're getting rid of all their energy. They have mental stimulation and they have direction and jobs to do. Okay. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Don. Yes. Jobs to do. I wish we could train our dogs to do stuff. They're so stubborn. Tibetan Spaniels are stubborn. Let me tell you. Um, Susan, you want to unmute yourself? Yes. No. Yes. Yep. There she is. Hi. Hi. Um, my cat Richard. Mm -hmm. He's been sick for over a year, mm -hmm. um, and he's getting thinner and thinner. And I've tried a lot of things, mm -hmm. and I don't know if you can tell me what's wrong with him, but um, I'm so concerned about how he feels, yeah. and if he wants to be here. And like, I want to save them, you know, I don't, I just don't know if it's possible. Yeah. Uh, Anything you can tell me. So thank you for being, um, you know, this, this beautiful light and um, mother to Richard, right? Uh, what a beautiful companion. And so part of what Richard is saying is what he's asking you to do, if you haven't yet, is step into your hands-on healing. So 
I don't know if you if you're familiar with Reiki or Reiki work, it doesn't have to be a specific modality. It's going with what comes through and flows to you. But one thing he shows is you kind of rubbing your hands together, setting that intention for love and light for it to go where it needs to go and just kind of put it around him, above him, just point it at him and let that energy flow and let your hands flow. So part of this process is he's your first patient to really understand the power of this healing. The other thing that's going to come through that he he's working alongside with you is issues around the first chakra, which has to do with control, right? So as much as we love all of those around us and we wish we could do everything to make their life perfect, that's never in the books, right? We all have contracts. We all, all have experiences. So he wants you to know that even as you learn to do this skill, as you play with it, even if it doesn't shift his help, is his health, what it's doing is it's teaching you about yourself. And that's what the phase in this chapter together is, is teaching you about yourself, about your expectations around healing, about being realistic about what you're able to affect in our loved ones and the energy around us and allowing it to flow in love and trusting that it's for the best. Um, and what he's saying is this is going to help you relieve a lot of the energy that's stuck in you. He's showing that there's a lot of um, almost like heaviness in the bottom chakras because there has been this sense for so long that you're responsible for everyone, that you need to take care of people, that you want the best for them. So you'll just take it all and pile it in and I'll take it on, give it to me. He's helping you release that. This is, this is the, the contract right now at hand. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Thank you. That's wonderful. Yeah. And Thank he's, you so, he's much. so beautiful because he's showing himself as your balloon. Um, so it's almost like, you know, when it does, you know, if, and when the time comes for him to depart and throughout this process, he becomes your helium balloon that just kind of makes you lighter in the process. You're, you're letting go of all of this old pattern, all this stuff, and you're seeing yourself as more luminous. So he's your little red balloon. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. I, I really appreciate it. Blessings. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Susan. It's beautiful. All right. Um, we have lots of people still with their hands raised, lots of questions in the chat. <laughs> we are at the top of the hour, beyond the top of the hour. So I just want to take a few minutes and talk about the, the packages. And then if we have time, we'll take a few more questions if that's okay. So mm -hmm. I'm just going to share my screen. Give me one second. Okay. All right. So um, this time around, Denise has three packages that she's sharing with us mm -hmm. package a b and c so we're going to start off with talking about package a which is the pets as portals it was downloaded to me when i was in um, bryce canyon in one of the most eye-opening experiences that i had recently um and so this is going to be we're going to have a live course when you sign up for it you get the first kickoff module which is just kind of 
grounding back into the pets as portals, right? So we're going to learn about portals, access points, different realms, how to make the most of the journeys. Um, so this is pre-recorded, so you can listen to it as many times as you'd like. It is kind of dense, so some people might want to listen to it a couple times. It's a pre-recorded slideshow, so there's visuals alongside with the audio. There's a live Q&A that might help answer some of the questions you have and that you get immediate access to. So you can start digging in and understanding and playing with it. Also with this module, you'll get a glossary of terms. What's a portal? What's a realm? What's a journey? Um, a lot of the different terminology we use just so that we're aligned because language is really important. Um, the first module is going to be, that's going to be a live journey where we come together, we do a little bit of the background on the earth realm, and the earth realm is going to be all about coming into wholeness. Now, in order to ground these journeys into practical places that we can actually experience that we're familiar with, each of these journeys, each of these realms have a corresponding spot on this earth that serves as an energetic portal for us. So in the first live journey of the earth realm, um, the corresponding place here on earth is going to be Bryce Canyon and Monument Valley and those red rocks. And the animal companion that's going to be journeying up with us alongside you and your pets if you choose to, to come is snake. So they're going to help us deal with um, issues around I am and healing and shedding and leaving behind what no longer serves us. So this first journey with the earth realm is going to be corresponding to your first and second chakras and it's going to be incredibly foundational so that when we get to the second life journey, we're going to go to the fire realm and it's going to be all about igniting your soul spark and the joy. So the corresponding place on this planet, which is going to uh, tie into the fire realm, is Rio de Janeiro in Brazil. And, you know, anyone who knows Rio, it's about carnival, it's about the sunlight, it's about the passion, the, the beats, the sounds. So we'll be visiting the fire realm using Rio as one of our uh, foundational aspects of it. And Dragon and Phoenix are going to be joining us as our spiritual guides um, so that they can help kind of explore this realm and bring it all in. And so as we do these live journeys, it's all going to be didactic in the beginning, a little information about the realm, the location, the portal code, and our guide, you know, whether it's snake, phoenix, or whatever. And then the second half is going to be a live journey. There's going to be a guided, uh, you know, a guided portion, the music where you guys are exploring, and then we come back as a group, we lock in the energy with mantras, we basically use light language and different language uh, for, for fire realm, it's Portuguese. Um, and we're going to repeat mantras over and over 108 times. If anybody's familiar with kind of the Buddhist tradition, 108 times kind of corresponds to all these different energetic modules on our bodies. Um, so when we talk about coming together as a group and amplifying, we're amplifying the energy, the findings, the music, and you guys will have access to all of the journeys just as an audio file as well, so that you can go back and do it over and over and over again as many times as you'd like. The third journey, this is going to be to the water realm, and it's all going to be about plain and cosmic life. 
light. So this is going to be joining whale and dolphin and the energy on this earth, the physical location that we're going to be connecting with is Atlantis. And what's super cool about this is the way that they present Atlantis in the water realm is the water realm also reflects the star realm, right? So when we connect in with Atlantis, we get to connect with the two aspects of it. We get to connect with Merlantis, which is the water version of it. And we get to connect with Starlantis, which is the star version of Atlantis. So there's a lot that goes into this one. This is one of my favorite realms to explore and play in often. The next one, the fourth life journey is going to be the sky realm. And this is all going to be about expanding your perspective of self. Um, the place on this planet that we'll be connecting to is going to be a horseshoe bend because it brings in a lot of the different aspects of the, the journeys that we've gone on before, but it brings a unique overall 360 perspective. Um, and then the animal that's going to be guiding us on this is eagle. And eagle, as many know from the Native American traditions, is basically our higher self. So we get that, that vision of the bigger picture. Um, and with all of these, we have live Q&A following the live journey. So as we go through our experience, as we connect, we get to talk afterwards about what you particularly saw or experienced and get clarity through many readings. And then for anyone who joins, you're always going to be invited to our, our private membership group live oracle card reading. And this is where once a month we get together, we pull animal oracle cards for the group than for each individual who's joining. So you'll be invited to join one of our or live Oracle card readings. And if you join in February, you'll be invited to the March one. If you purchase this package in March, you'll be invited to the April one. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's the first package. So that's package A. And of course, two and three part payment plans are available as well as don't forget the discount code to receive a 10% gift from me. And then package B is everything in package A plus a 30 minute intuitive reading with Denise. Yeah. And so with all of the intuitive readings, um, it's going to be one on one with you. I always do a numerology assessment of your name, your pet's name, compare the numbers. And these are great because we can connect with pets that are with you, pets that have transitioned. Um, even if you've never had a pet in your life, but you're just interested in connecting through animals, this is a great session. And a lot of different animal communicators get different information. Some get a lot of like, I like this toy, I like this treat. Others get a lot of medical information. What tends to come through most strongly for me actually is what's going on in the human's life through the lens of the pets. Because when we understand our gifts, our abilities, our life purpose, who our star families are, we can vibe higher and so can they. So a lot of people do the session and they say, man, I thought I was going to learn about, you know, my cat's likes and don'ts likes. And I'm learning about my past relationship with my father and how it's affected my spiritual business. So it's, um, it's always really interesting when we get on these sessions. Yeah, very powerful. Um, so that's package B. And then package C is, again, everything in package A, everything in package B, plus the Pet Prana's full course bundle training PDF. So let's talk about this because there's a lot of information here about this. And this so this is basically anything and everything you need to know about either raising a puppy or improving your communication with a longtime companion. 
Um, you know, in terms of dog training and pet training, there's a lot of information out there. Um, there's a lot on the energetic aspects of how pets are as mirrors. There's a lot on the training, but there, I think I'm the only one that I know of who brings it together um, and does a full training course bundle where we talk about traditional training, we talk about mental stimulation, but then we talk about the energy behind the behavior and what it says about you and your life and your patterns. And so through this full course bundle, um, there's a series of you know, videos and how to's. It teaches you everything from setting your, dot, your puppy up for success, teaching all the basic obedience commands. It talks about benevolent leadership, independence training and separation anxiety, housebreaking, managing those unwanted behaviors like dibbing, digging, nipping, chewing, all through the lens of traditional training married to the energetic aspects. And so a lot of this, you know, you'll get a video um, explaining the topic, you'll get videos with how to train the commands, and then a lot of them have the energetic exercises, where, whether it's a guided meditation to do together, an energetic worksheet. So this is going to be for that person who maybe once they went through the journey, they're like, man, okay, I realize I have issues going on around you know, the fire realm and my third chakra. So let me work with my animal companion because now I realize that their nipping and chewing has to do with my third chakra. So let me go and do the traditional training as well as the energetic work. Mm, powerful. Wow. There's so much information here that I could use with my pets for sure. It's like, oh my goodness. So again, th this package, of course, is available in two and three part payment plans. Um, are also available. And if you are a member of the inner circle, you can use your 10% code or your 25% code. If you're not yet, you can use gift code ATHN10. That'll only be available until the end of the month. After that, you know, become part of the inner circle. It is free, the, the free membership. Um, so again, that is a lot in these packages. And I have to say, I, I think for me, for me and my puppies, you know, they're not puppies per se, but still, I think back and see, because they, they still need a little bit of training. There's, you know, there's some issues that they have that um, they could use some help with. And of course, I've had major issues the past two years. So, you know, so yes, I've, I've been going through a lot of stuff as well, right? So for sure. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I so will say, um, this is one of my favorite courses, this Pets as Portals. You know, every time I come back to it and I get excited about offering it, I go back and I re-listen re to the modules and the meditations and it is fun, y'all. It's just like, it's interesting because I can't even claim that I've created these courses. Most of it was just downloaded mm -hmm. and listening to these courses brings me right back to when it came through. When I was driving from Bryce Canyon, where it was like mind blowing experience connecting with the galactics. And then we're driving into Page, Arizona, running, you know, towards uh, Horseshoe Bend. And I saw a realm just pop up in front of me and I actually created that realm. So um, every time when you're joining the course or the program, when we go into that meditation, I have a visual of a realm. Um, so I have the kind of like the Utah, the red rocks, and I have what it looked like as this galactic embodiment of it. And it's just, um, it's one of the most powerful times that I've, I've been on this planet, touching the earth and still seeing in the physical presence, the galactics, like wow. it was insane for me. Yeah. Wow. That, that is crazy. Um, 
Karen's asking, do we get a recorded copy of personal readings? Yes. If you do, if you're doing package B or C, you will get a audio uh, recording of the personal session. And all the, every module is going to be recorded as well. So if you're not able to join live, or if you are able to join live and you just want to go back and listen to, you know, what was shared after we do our, our, our journeying together, it will be recorded. And if you can't join live, you're able to click on the link prior to each class and write your question in, and then I'll be able to answer it and you'll be able to catch that answer on the recording. Um, so for me, it's really important because this is such layered information with high frequency kind of embedded that everybody can listen to it as many times as they want. Awesome, great, thank you. All right, so we have a few minutes left. We can take a few a few more quick questions. <laughs> I don't know about quick, but uh, we'll do our best. Diane, you want to unmute yourself? We'll take some quick questions. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Alara. And, uh, Thank you. And this is my first time on your show, and I came on because Denise was on. And Awesome. Um, well, welcome. I, I love that, your that show. Here. I, I will be back. I love your show. Awesome. Thank you. And hi, Denise. Hi, uh, Diane. Hi. Um, well, I have Sonia Duquette uh, at home for about eight days now. Wow. Yeah. She's digging in her tent right now with toys. Um, and so uh, the question is, uh, she has a just separation anxiety real, real strong um, to the point, you know, like her during the middle of the night, if I try to tiptoe out her being, you know, and she's so, and the, the thing, the thing too, you know, I mean, she very loud when she is, you know, if I have to go in, a, in the basement, um, she is, uh, oh my God, it's just the indescribable. It's like a coyote kill or it's like a hyena. And then there's a chicken in there. It's she's got three things cluck 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 and then the you know so it's mind piercing so i i teased her and i'm like mimicking her i'm downstairs she will come down i'm mimicking her and oh did she get mad so anyways i think i will stop doing that because that wasn't a good idea however the the um point is she uh, her the litter had one stillborn in it and so I'm wondering if that is part of her issue with the separation anxiety. And then also she gets um, car sick uh, and really has like almost panic attacks and that, which I, it's new to me. I have never known anybody with car sickness. Yeah. The, um, so I, I looked online and something about possibly the inner ear is not developed yet enough in a puppy that they will get that way and then the third thing would be I mean know this is a lot but um is crating her like she has the mix-up of taking her outside <clears throat> you know to do her business and and then when she comes in she'll do it so yeah. it's completely reverse yeah. and it's like okay it's been eight days now you know yeah. this is not fun anymore otherwise I had a lot of patience with it 
So a couple things. First of all, congratulations on finding her. This is such exciting news. I've been wondering in my head. I'm like, oh, I forgot the date she was going to go meet her. I've been wondering. So I'm glad that we are connecting here. Um, the separation anxiety, there's a couple things coming through. One, it's less about the stillborn. It's more about it took her. She felt like it took so long to find you that she finally found you. She wants to spend every waking moment with you. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. It's like a celebration. It's like, we're finally together. Why would we ever be apart? Um, so that's going to be one thing. The uh, potty training situation of going outside and then coming back in and doing her business. Very, very standard puppy. Basically, our animal companions, you know, the world is new to them and new surroundings are new and there's smells and excitement and things that they're into. So it's very much like when we're in a cab going to a party and we have to go to the bathroom and then we get to the party and we're saying hi to everyone. And 20 minutes later, we're like, oh, yeah, I have to go to the bathroom. Right. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing for her when she's outside, she's taking in the sounds. Um, she might be in a fear imprint period. So she might be a little nervous about the outside. And when you're not fully relaxed and present, you really can't eliminate. So then when they come back in, they're able to eliminate. Oh, great. So, so yeah. What I would recommend, which is also going to help with the separation anxiety is creating loving boundaries. And this is going to be a little playpen or something that you set up that has room for her crate and a wee wee pad. And then it's just kind of surrounding. And she wants you to call it her palace because of course, Sonia, Sonia. So she wants a palace, not a puppy pen. Um, and so that's going to help because when you're working on that independence training, you put her in there, she can still see through, she can still see you. And she has access to her wee wee pad. And odds are, if she's sleeping in her crate on a nice little pillow, um, she won't want to go to the bathroom there. She'll go and go on the wee wee pad. That's going to help relieve having accidents all over the house and giving her an appropriate place to go. At the same time, you'll keep taking her outside to go to the bathroom. Even if she doesn't go, that's okay because she's getting desensitized to the outside world. And eventually you can bring that wee-wee pad outside so she learns to go outside and then remove the wee-wee pad, she goes outside. Um, so it's a little bit of a process, but it's mainly going to be desensitization. Desensitization to the excitement of the outside world, desensitization to you guys being apart through those loving boundaries of the puppy palace and giving her an effective place to go to the bathroom, which is going to be the wee-wee pad inside those loving boundaries because she won't have anywhere to go off and have accidents until she's gone to the bathroom there. And then her reward is coming out and playing for a little bit. Um, and then the other thing you're going to work on is raising and building her confidence. So teaching her right off the bat commands like look, touch, sit, stay is a big one because then you can start playing hide and go seek with her. So she starts realizing you disappearing is kind of more of a game. So it's going to be slow and steady, maintaining a cool energy, letting her know all is well, little one, I will be right back and doing little kind of stints at a time. All those things are going to be kind of the lead up to working through separation anxiety. But it is one of those um, behaviors that it's slow and steady, a lot of patience, a lot of consistency. Life with a puppy, right? <laughs> so, so with crating, uh, it's my first time with crating an animal. You know, I mean, I never did that before. Um, is she too young to lock the, the crate and leave her? I mean, she has, she has a fit immediately. How young is she again? Pardon? What's her age? Uh, she's nine weeks. Okay. So nine weeks is almost four months, right? No, no. nine weeks is almost it's two, two months. 
too much. Two so, months plus a week. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. basically rule of thumb is they're never too young to be crate trained. You know, dogs are den animals. They like it, you know, they they sometimes have to be reminded they like it, but it helps them kind of feel more safe and secure and really relax a little bit. Mm -hmm. The one thing is the expectation of how long. Right now, I wouldn't close it for longer than a couple minutes at a time, open it up. And the rule of thumb is that dogs are able to hold their bladder in perfect scenarios um, for however many months they are plus one. So right now oh, okay. there's, there's zero shots. You'd be able to hold it for, you know, a full hour, two hours, three hours at this point in time, just because okay. she hasn't been, we have to work up to that. But okay. it is good for you to practice having that crate within the puppy palace with the door open. And that's the only fluffy place for her to go and sleep. It's either there or the wee wee pad. And that okay. helps her choose the crate before you start closing the door altogether. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Could I just ask? One more. Is, well, Diane, um, I, I want to get to at least one more person before we're sorry. done. Sorry. I, I thank <laughs> you so much, Denise. <laughs> thank you. And congratulations on finding her. That's beautiful. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you, Diane. Um, all right. We're going to go to iPhone Carol. You want to unmute yourself? Hi. Hi. What's your question for yes. Denise? Okay. Um, yeah um my dog's like he's like acting like he's hungry all the time and i feed him really good food and and he you know even after he's he's always looking around he's you know eating whatever he finds in the wild and anyway that's i'm wondering what that's about beautiful carol but, okay. and what's his name buddy buddy Yes. Oh, okay. I love that. So first of all, um, thank you for sharing that. I, I actually get a lot of stories similar to yours with our pets. There's a couple things that come up for Buddy in particular. Within his name, the double Ds kind of uh, jump out at me. And so that's going to be that really that 44 heart centered energy. So what's going to help for Buddy is, um, how do I say? bulking up his food through energy, right? Because right now it's about he's eating, but it isn't the proper nourishment because energetically it's not matching with his, with his energetic level with his body. So if you can infuse his food with mm. some mindfulness, some um, sense of satiation, but also some sense of you're safe, you're taken care for, there's plenty, there's abundance everywhere. Because what he's reflecting back is that sense of lack of abundance. I don't know where my food's coming from. I gotta, you know, scarf it up and I gotta, you know, kind of store as much as I can because I don't trust that there's, I'm always gonna be cared for and provided for. Of course, he knows you're gonna be taking care of him and, he, and you love him and he's safe in your hands, but energetically that tends to come through with issues around the first chakra. Um, so if you can infuse his food with extra nourishment and also maybe take a moment to think about for yourself, how are you nourishing yourself spiritually? Like beyond just the, the nutritional aspect of it, you know, you might want to infuse your food with some high vibrations as well, but what are you doing to nourish your soul to make yourself feel full and satiated and complete? Um, because what buddy is showing is there's a lot of you caring for other people, but depleting your own energy and just constantly trying to, it's almost like mindlessly eating, mindlessly giving away your energy, but not taking the time to really sit and enjoy a spiritual feast, taking time to do things like this, like you're doing right now to be with the podcast, to be contemplative, 
to do things that nourish you and fill you up. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, thank you so much. Yes. Awesome. Love thank you, it. Carol. <laughs> much love. Um, thank you. Much love to you too. Um, that is so interesting because, you know, we have to also think about, you know, ourselves as well, right? Not just our pets, but where are we not taking care of ourselves for sure? Uh, nurturing ourselves. Um, well, so many, so much, so much information comes through you, Denise, when you're talking to all of us, right? It's like, I, you know, I, I want to continue taking more questions, more questions, more questions, but I can't because I, ha I have a hard stop at this time, unfortunately, on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, but Denise, I, you know, this has been wonderful. You've given so much wisdom, so much information, right? So um, any last words of wisdom for all of us who either have pets or who have pets that have passed on? Absolutely. So, you know, the, the one thing to keep in mind is they're here to help us, whether they're here, whether they've transitioned on the other side, they're here to help us clear that energetic clutter. So as we are in this January, you know, kind of beginning of this year, beginning of February energy, listen to them, get rid of those books we don't need anymore, get rid of anything that you know, no longer serves us that we don't need any lessons, any energy, any patterns that we know well, we've learned the lesson, let's let that go. Because 2023 is that year of spiritual enlightenment. It's about stepping into the cosmic version of ourselves, the multidimensional version of ourselves. So let's clear out and create that space. So all these behaviors that our animal companions have been showing and sharing with us, it's them helping us clear out clutter to create space for new insights, new connections, new things coming in. And as you clear out, thank them and then make sure that you go on these journeys, whether it's mm -hmm. as you know, led by the group through this program or on your own, pick, pick somewhere to go, pick a realm and journey, go there. Because once you do it, you're going to realize the freedom the access that we have to the universe, to the cosmos, to these realms, to aspects of ourselves. Because at the end of the day, all these journeying to realms are to retrieve aspects of ourselves that are within us. It's just reactivating our DNA, reactivating our gifts, because we're ready to step into them. And our bodies, as much as sometimes we fight with them, especially this time of year, after we've had those holiday binges, our body is holding that wisdom within the cellular level. So our body is holding it and it's like a time release capsule where it brings out these inspiration, these ideas, these dreams, these hopes, and our pets help amplify that in that energy. So we actually take, take uh, the steps to discover and play and expand. Um, and I just wanted to say, lastly, thank you to everyone for being a, a beautiful part of this new pet guardianship era where we see our pets as equals, as leaders, as teachers, as babies, as multidimensional aspects and guides that help us grow. Bringing pets into these kind of conversations is something that they are so grateful for. And I'm grateful that each of you are here sharing your pets with us so that we can have these talks. Oh my God, you're so amazing. And you're so tuned in to the pets and the the people, the humans, the, the parents, you know, the guardians. I, I mean, like the information that comes through you is amazing, Denise, amazing, like spot on. I'm just, I'm always so impressed by what, what comes through. And I love this idea of going on these journeys with our pets, ha having them be our guides and teachers as they're 
because they're they can go very easily to all these realms, but they're taking us with them so that we can have a new experience. We can open up our consciousness even more. We can expand more, and we can see also that we are also multidimensional, right? And how much more potential we have for 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 each of us. It's just so so impressive. Does Denise have a book? Not yet, I don't think. But you know, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully soon, right? Um, sorry about that. So, um, but yeah, so thank you so much. This was uh, amazing. It was awesome. Always, I mean, like you were on last last season and I was blown away and I'm, I'm even more blown away this time. Um, so if you haven't had a chance to do the Pets as Portals program, again, this is a live program this time. And so, you know, you'll be journeying with a group with your pets, whether they are, are here with you now or they've crossed over or pets in the wild, animals in the wild, it doesn't really matter, right? So we've already learned so much from Didis today, but there's so much more for us to learn. Um, so if you do have the chance, please do take a look at the packages, see if you can get package A or package B, that way you get the 30 minute personal session with Denise as well. Cause I know some of you, so many of you have written in the chat that you would like to have a personal session with Denise, which is amazing. Um, and then package C, which is everything, right? So there's so much wisdom, so much teaching that's available for all of us, because as much as we think, you know, we're doing everything right, there may be some things that we can do better. <laughs> you know, maybe we didn't have the tools before, we didn't know, but now, you know, we can know. So please do take a look at those packages, see which one resonates with you. See if you'd like to work with Denise more. I think it, I think you'll you'll love it. You'll learn so much. You'll grow so much. And you'll have that greater connection with your pet as well. So, I mean, how could I possibly have a greater connection with my Neo and Timmy? I don't know, but I know it's possible. <laughs> I know I can. I know I can. But I just, I just love them so much. And yes, they are my babies. And that's how I see them. And oh, they're, they're the best. So I'm so grateful that I have them. I'm so grateful that we found them at the shelter. So, you know, they're both rescues. Um, and I'm so grateful that we have had this opportunity to spend our lives with them, right? Share our lives with them and they're sharing their lives with us. And so it's such a wonderful feeling um, to be of service to them, but they're also doing so much for us, right? So recognize that you know, how much they're doing for you, be grateful for that, for their presence, for their guidance, just for their love, even when they're barking up a storm, you know, it keeps you <laughs> awake and gets your juices flowing, if nothing else. Um, but they're such a gift. And so Denise, you are such a gift with what you're doing and sharing in the world. So thank you so much. I just, I just want to say that again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I think it's such a, a blessing to have you doing the work that you're doing for all of us and for all the pets out there. So thank you. It's the pleasure of my life. I will say I wake up and love what I do and I love connecting with all of you. So thank you for having this platform and this space for us. And I've thoroughly enjoyed every second of it. So thank you all for making it such an enjoyable day. Yes, thank you so much, everyone, for all your questions, comments, feedback, for your help in the chat. Thank you so much for that, too. Um, I know we couldn't get to all the questions, but we'll have to have Denise come back again because, you know, there's so much for her to share with all of us. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. And until next time, may you continue to be blessed with an abundance of joy, peace, love, happiness, prosperity, and radiant health. Sending you all much love and blessings and your wonderful pets as well. Much love and blessings, everyone. Bye for now. <laughs>